Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans. Draft weekend keeps on rolling. The Chicago Bears are on the clock here at pick 205. And I'm your host, Will DeWitt, and I want to welcome you back to this next episode of the Chicago Audible Draft Experience. I guess that's what we're going to call it now. We're getting kind of delirious here watching the draft board slowly crawl round from round, waiting for the Chicago Bears to get back on the clock. But alas, that time has come. I'm your host, Will DeWitt, and I'm joined by two of my co-hosts, Nicholas Moriano and Brandon Hazlett. Guys, we are waiting the Bears pick to come in. As of right now, it says Seattle's pick is in. Surely the Bears pick will be in soon thereafter. So as we wait, we've been able to watch the board kind of fall for the last couple of hours. I'm curious, do you have a couple of players on your short list at this stage of the draft? And Nick, I want to go over to you first. Well, I was telling you guys before we went live, I'm watching. I'm I'm surprised. Well, surprised and not surprised. I think the Bears could look to add some depth at tight end. And just so happens that the first guy that pops up on the best available of that group is a guy named Tommy Sweeney out of Boston College. 6'5", 251. Uh, seems like a natural pass catcher catch with his hands. But I've been watching a little tape on him as we've been waiting for this pick to come in. That's just one guy that I've been been looking at. Sweeney Tom is next guy. Sweeney Tom. <laughs> B, how about you? Do you see the Bears continuing to bolster the offense, potentially looking at defense for the first time in this year's draft? I'm curious of uh, who's on your mind. Uh, I said I wasn't going to go DB before we went live, but I'm looking at DB right now. Oh, Chris Boyd out of Texas. Yeah, 5'11", you ran a 4'440", so I, I think he'd be a, a, a quick, speedy uh, a slot corner that uh, 
Bears could really look at as a serious potential option. He put up 19 reps on the bench press as well. So uh, not only is he fast, he's also strong. So it sounds like a very good all-around athlete. Haven't done a, a whole lot of homework on him yet. I'm still reading up on him. But I think he'd be a, a pretty safe pick there uh, to secure the nickel corner. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're at that stage of the draft where we're just kind of doing our homework on a fly as the board falls, seeing who's available and what kind of attributes stand out to us. Um, if the Bears do decide to go defense, my short list, I have a couple of names here. Wyatt Ray, an edge player out of Boston College. Uh, Tavon Coney, he's an inside linebacker out of Notre Dame. I know inside linebacker isn't a pressing need. It's actually pretty crowded uh, between Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, Nick Kwiatkowski, and Joel Ianibuniway. But if you're looking to add special teams talent, special teams player, uh, he may be your guy. And then a cornerback, Montreal Hardage, is also someone who I mentioned uh, in my mock draft. The Bears going grabbing him in the seventh round. He is available. Uh, he's someone who's a tall lengthy corner who has really good press coverage is a really good tackler and someone else who I believe can kind of contribute on special teams right out of the get-go and then offense I did have six technically but uh, my office to tackle Isaiah Prince was taken uh, just a few picks ago at 202 to Miami so I'm looking at Alex Bars an offensive guard out of Notre Dame he has that Harry he stand connection uh, the red flag on him is that he tore his MCL and ACL last year but before then he was uh, perceived as one of the best guards in the entire draft class. And then, Nick, just like you, looking at tight end, I have Dax Raymond out of Utah State. He's like a Trey Burton type of tight end, uh, that move guy, a little smaller, um, but he's one of the fastest tight ends in this draft class. So if the Bears are looking to add more speed to offense, that would be the guy. Well, fellas, it does say that the Chicago Bears pick is in, and I do see Bear selection popping up on my screen. So in just a moment, I'm going to let you know who this pick is. It is a cornerback. The name is Duke Shelley, corner from Kansas State. So as none of us had him on our list, it's time to do some quick analysis on the fly. But, Brandon, since you did mention DB, and I think we've all been kind of adamant we know and we're pretty clear that the Bears knew, do need depth at the position here. Uh, do you believe this was uh, a good time to do it? Well, better now than never, right? Yeah, better better now than never, uh, especially because we, we've talked about, at least I've talked about it seems like all afternoon, about how they need to address that nickel corner. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Position uh, and trying to find some some information on him here uh, quickly. I'm trying to uh, see if he's going to be able to fill that role very well or not. Depends. Uh, depends on his size. Depends on his 40. But I think that the corner is definitely a position that needs to be addressed, regardless which way you slice and dice. Because if Prince gets injured, we know how he's uh, getting up there in age a little bit. Uh, he could also fill in there potentially. All right. So the Paris drafted a corner, and I'm actually going to admit the name already escapes me. Uh, it's off the screen, and I should have written it down. <laughs> Duke Shelley. Duke Shelley out of Duke Kansas. Shelley. State. See, because the name Shelley. Duke, I was like, was he from Duke? Was his name Duke? Nope, just just well, he's Duke Shelley played it. Okay, look, I'll say this. Um, I haven't even watched anything about him, but I'm going to tell you this: playing in the Big Twelve Conference, obviously, we know a lot of offense is being played there. So for those defensive backs, they're getting a lot of opportunities to either get burned, to either show what they're about. So 
I guess you get a guy that's going to have a lot of uh, a volume, a lot of uh, just reps within within the conference, playing the you know the Oklahomas of the world, the Iowa States, those kind of teams that like to are very pass heavy. So um, you get a guy that uh, obviously comes from that conference. I watching some film as we speak on him versus Oklahoma State. Um, can't really tell you much more than that. I guess we'll have to look in, at his intangibles. Um, I don't even see him right now. I'm looking at the top corners for ESPN. Yeah, I don't see him on that list. Not unless, yeah, not unless I've just. I've got a stat line pulled him. up here, uh, and he had a productive couple years. His uh, junior and senior year there at uh, Kansas State, he had 56 total tackles in 2017, 48 in 2016. On uh, combined, he's got eight interceptions for his career there as well. So he's a guy that he's shown he could be a little bit aggressive. He's only five nine, one eighty, so he fills that nickel role very, uh, very well, as I would like to think. Anyway, he's got the mold for it. What I'm seeing here is he tested extraordinarily well, at least according to uh, the PFF metrics here in his coverage, his playmaker index, which is the interceptions per target, which I'm trying to even see what that number was. I'll let you know. He had last year uh, three interceptions. He had eight overall, 27 pass deflections throughout his four years at Kansas State. State, yes, not from Duke. Duke Shelley is his name. I'm learning on the fly. <laughs> and then uh, his ability to keep yards per snap to a minimum. Passer rating allowed was very low as well. And, uh, yeah, he only he is primarily looked like a outside corner there, which at 5'9", 180, I'm assuming or projecting he would play more as that nickelback. Is that, would that be your initial kind of gut instinct there in terms of Shelley, Nick? Yeah, I would think so just in terms of size. I mean, like, the last corner that was, I think, roughly around that size. I'm thinking about like Tim Jennings, who was on the shorter end, but was still an outside corner. But I think, um, just due to size, uh, I think the best would be to move probably inside. Obviously, we know that uh, Buster Screen has that position right now, but it's always good to have some depth behind that. Um, I was just watching the the tape of him against Oklahoma State. Had a crazy interception where the ball is thrown; it's going into the end zone. He has his head turned around a little bit and is able to get his hand in the way. The ball's almost on the back of his shoulder pad on his back and kind of just lands in his hands, gets into the end zone and gets the interception. So like you were talking about earlier, Brandon, with the number of interceptions he has, maybe he's just around the ball often, you know, the ball just kind of ends up going in his favor into his hands in, for an interception. So hopefully that like translate to the bears and, you know, just be another playmaker down the road uh, for this uh, Chuck Pagano defense. Uh, I'm looking here that he did have a toe injury that knocked him out of Kansas State's final five games last year, uh, which kind of made him a quote here uh, from KansasCity.com, a news article uh, that he was a fringe draft prospect. Obviously, we don't even see him on a few of these big boards here, um, but I guess he really showed out at his four day, uh, at his pro day. Uh, Brandon, did you already mention like his forty time and all that? I was kind of doing my stuff. Uh, my stuff. I haven't. Uh... Yeah, go ahead and say it because I don't remember if I said it or not. Yeah, I don't think so because he didn't do anything at the Combine. I see here at this pro day he had a 4. I don't know if he was even invited to the Combine, actually, guys. Uh, but a 4.4640. Um, and then after the fact, uh, there's like 14 scouts that wanted to talk with him after his pro day, which kind of elevated his stock a little bit. And obviously, uh, the Bears were probably one of those 14 there. Uh, so the Bears going cornerback, going with someone who was a little bit more under the radar. To me, this screams like someone that Ryan Pace had his conviction on. The scouts had their kind of you know stronger thoughts on his potential, and then even Chuck Pagano, uh, who's very much known for his uh, expertise with secondary playmakers, uh, bringing in a guy like Shelley. To me, 
uh, for how low he was kind of projected. Obviously, maybe some other teams were looking into drafting him, uh, but the Bears were uh, had the conviction to get him here in the sixth round, even though you don't see him on a lot of big boards. I do see he was on the two hundred, the top two hundred fifty according to Pro Football Focus. He was at two hundred and forty eighth, uh, which. Again, when you're picking here at 202, isn't terrible. The Bears were getting great value earlier. And if this is a guy that they do grade a little bit higher than even then, uh, I'm not overly concerned about it, I guess, in any means. Again, we're learning how to fly here. Nick, do you see anything else about uh, Duke Shelley uh, that we should know about? Yeah, just kind of still watching, staying with the same game against Oklahoma State in 20, uh, 2018. Uh, when he is able to diagnose what a receiver is running, especially on those out routes, has that quick reaction, plants his foot in the ground, and is almost so he almost should have had a second interception in this game. So those really quick twitch instincts that you like to see out of corners, being able to diagnose routes, break on them, just make a play on the ball. Um, especially with Chuck Pagano, like you said, Will, uh, obviously Pace Pagano were influenced in getting this pick. He's definitely going to have somebody that uh, has the potential to really uh, work with and grow. So, um, yeah, just kind of seeing those kind of positive traits so far. That's what you want to see, especially out of these later round picks. None of these guys are guaranteed. They're not guaranteed to make the team. They're, they're obviously going to make the camp and compete. But if you're seeing these positive traits, um, you hopefully can expand them, help them grow in that area and make them more consistent. Because that's what a lot of these players, that's why they're here. Uh, in these mm-hmm. six, so fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, they just need to be overall more consistent. Everyone's got the athletic ability. They're all D1 athletes, but it's are you consistent enough to make these plays? So right now I'm seeing some good things out of him just from this one uh, tape that I'm watching right now on the fly. So, yeah, I'm just going to continue to see uh, what else kind of pops up, negative or positive. Absolutely. Uh, some extra information about his toe injury. Uh, he did injure his toe on uh, as he was trying to extend an interception into a pick six. Uh, which the game, I guess, was already in hands. All he had to do was slide down on the play, but he tried to kind of take it to the next stop uh, and turn into a pick six. Ends up having to get surgery on that toe. Uh, he was a little upset that he wasn't able to participate in the combine because it was a lifelong dream of his. Obviously slow if you're going to be a D1 football player with NFL aspirations. You want to participate in the combine. Um, but he did mention at his pro day that a lot of teams expressed interest to in him strictly as a slot corner. So going back to what we mentioned with his size, uh, he does kind of project in that slot corner kind of role here. Uh, Brandon, over to you. In terms of uh, how Duke Shelley projects this year, obviously being a sixth-round pick, no immediate expectations whatsoever. Uh, they did bring in Buster Screen to be that nickel corner. What would you envision being like this? the situation for Shelley this year? Is it more maybe that practice squad guy to – develop and mold into someone who can take over in 2020 or do you give him like that outside shot of turning some heads in camp and earning himself an actual roster spot this year uh, i'll give any guy that we draft really an outside shot uh, especially at this point because with like we talked about earlier uh before we went live charles Leno was a seventh round pick and he ended up being a starter from day one and he's obviously held his own uh for the duration of his career here in chicago so i'll give anybody an outside shot really and i think that uh his production the way he compares within the big 12 conference uh, really helps lend a hand as far as where to compare him to. Uh, I have it up here somewhere. I had it. I was looking. He's actually got some um, kick and punt return experience as well, so that could also be an area that he's uh, getting some time in as well as on the special teams, which is something that we know that the Bears need. Uh, but going back to his career honors, where he ranks in the conference, uh, the coaches had him second, all Big 12, 
pro football focus had him first team all big 12 and he had a big 10 or big big 12 defensive player of the week uh, a couple times in 2018 and a couple times in 2017 as well so uh, he stacks up pretty well within the conference it looks like especially in the last couple of years uh got third honorable mention uh all big 12 uh, by the coaches uh, and by PFF as well in 2017. So he's got some special teams experience, which is really good. Uh, and then also just the fact that he's able to compare, you know, be one of the top five, I would say, within his conference shows kind of where he's at. All right. So I do see here looking at Roto World for player news. The top thing that I see for uh, Mr. Duke Shelley is actually that he was arrested uh, in the first week of November. Uh, Pay for parking f- tickets. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually just uh, citations for having no proof of uh, liability insurance, an expired tag on his car, and owning a vehicle that wasn't registered. Um, and then he just posted a bond, and then he was uh, good to go uh, from there. So obviously, that's not a character kind of arrest. I mean, that's still it's illegal. Life. You know what happens? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's illegal. It I mean, the thing yeah. it happened. I mean, <laughs> finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. I mean, being a college kid, those sorts of things, too, are usually not in your wheelhouse. Usually family takes care of those things or, you know, circumstances like that. But this wasn't like, you know, a felony or a violent crime or anything of that nature. So to me, this isn't even a red flag. Obviously, for the Bears, we've been talking about bringing in those high character players. And even though you see that maybe he was arrested in November, uh, definitely look into that. Or you just heard it from us, though. Really nothing that we can. uh, I don't think any three of us here are concerned on the podcast. Nick, I'm curious your thoughts about Shelly and just overall, not, again, I'm trying to use the word, a uh, different word besides expectations, but it's, it's the only one that's coming to mind to me right now. What do you envision uh, just his like early career being here in Chicago? Yeah. And it's, it's tough to say uh, right now because I think a good point going back to Brand's point is that that special teams value, you want to see this guy possibly be a gunner on special teams or Maybe he competes with Cordero Patterson for a returning job because he does have some good experience there. But um, I think that's where you're going to see the impact of Shelley early on in his career. And once he can show the coaches that he can do his job there on special teams, then you can earn yourself some, uh, I guess, brownie points and maybe get implemented in the defense one day. But uh, I was just watching, again, going back to that Oklahoma State game, uh, and then knowing that he was a return man, you saw in the second interception that he had, gets it, knows what to do with the ball when it's in his hands. He just kind of has that vision, and with an open field uh, in front of him, it, feels, it looks like it was natural for him to just kind of take it back. He didn't take it all the way to the house or anything, but he was just fluid in his running and then just kind of maneuvering through open field. So that could be a possibility for how Shelley can maybe get on the field. I think it's mostly going to be the special teams, unless you do see like a buster screen go down. You're going to have to have guys step up, obviously. And and for that nickel corner spot for the Bears, it's not a very deep position, right? So um, obviously we want to have screen be healthy for the longevity of the season. But I think that's where if he's going to get some playing time uh, this season, it's going to mostly be on special teams, gunner, um, maybe some return return, uh, responsibilities. And if there's an injury, then you would maybe implement him as like the nickel corner. 
Now, what I see here is one thing that he needs to work on is playing up to his speed. Even though he is very athletic and very fast, uh, he doesn't play up to that speed, so he needs to work on that game speed just a little bit. Um, and then really the only negative I do see is efforts against the run, which at 5'8", I mean, you're not going to see him be a world beater against the run. And then just his overall size and how that translates to the NFL and how if he stayed outside, that would obviously be highly prone to mismatches. Uh, so I don't think that's really overly a big deal as well, especially if the Bears look at him as that nickel guy. I still think, uh, you know, 5'8 is a little short, um, but we'll see if he can overcome that with some athletic ability here. Uh, B, overall, knowing needs, uh, trusting the scouting department, and all of those things combined, do you think this was a, a right move or at least the right direction to go corner here? Yeah, because I was wanting corner in the last pick, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it was at least addressed. Uh, it may not be a guy that we all know very well, uh, but I think that uh, Shelly's a guy that's going to be able to come in and at least compete, and especially in an aggressive system with Chuck Pagano that he runs here. Uh, I think that this is a guy who's going to be able to, to turn some heads a little bit. I've got a little more more hope. Uh, he, he has shown that he can be productive in the last couple of years. You can kind of see in his production level that he doesn't quite play up to speed like you were talking about, Will. Only finished with 32 tackles last season. Uh, so I, I think that there's some uh, some good things, but also you know with every player, especially that we get down here, there's some more negative things that can come to light. Yeah, I, at this point, you're really banking on upside, and I think that's what the Bears are doing here. Uh, again, uh, with the athletic ability, uh, it's not an immediate need by any chance. They brought in screen for a reason. They, uh, I believe what uh, Nagy said, he's one of the best slot corners in the NFL, so they do have faith in him to at least hold that position for, at the very minimum, a season. And then it gives you someone that you can develop in-house, coach up. I don't think he brings any immediate special teams value, which to me may be my one uh, knock on this pick, is that if you're drafting someone, you would like to have them have that uh, special teams value. But there are some smaller people who can contribute on special teams on this team. Uh, think of like DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, just one example that comes to mind. So potentially he could. Uh, I just have to kind of see it and wait to training camp to see exactly what they're even uh, envisioning his role to be in the third phase. Um, but Nick, uh, this is going to be an impossible question, but uh, do you have any best case, worst case for him? <laughs> I mean, best case, right? He makes it, He makes a team. I think that would be a best case scenario. Uh, there's a lot of these later round picks that just don't end up making it. They end up, their their one chance is getting into camp not being able to, uh, I guess, live up to their their draft stock, which is not very high, obviously, being a, a six-round pick. But I guess best-case scenario, he finds himself some kind of role on this team, and, you know, it could be a practice squad player for for a couple of years. That definitely could be an option. Um, as long as he's a, a, good, a guy that will, uh, you know, compete hard in camp, uh, make the players around him better, I, because, look, honestly, I don't expect this guy to make any contributions to this defense. And if anything, it would be like maybe a, a special teams role, but it would be very minimal. They have guys already at those positions. So the best case scenario, he's not some guy that gets drafted and then is now looking for another team by the end of the summer. So that would be the best case. Um, worst case, he is that guy. <laughs> All right. I think that's more than fair at this point. I did come across one other nugget uh, is that he was kind of seen as the coach out there for that secondary on the field. So obviously he has the football smarts, the football IQ. Uh, and again, as much as you're looking for people at this stage of the draft with the athletic upside, if you can compare, if you can pair that uh, with smarts and intelligence and IQ and awareness, uh, to me, that's an added benefit uh, for sure. 
Brandon, I think it's time to just grade this pick. I don't know if we're going to find anything else on uh, Duke Shelley. See, I'm actually getting the name now, so that's exciting. <laughs> uh, here at this stage, again, we're going to be recapping the draft later on, actually in the week with some time to digest it. Uh, but for our initial analysis, I think we're about dry here. So if you had to grade this pick, what would it be? I'm going to give it a B minus. It's one that addresses a uh, team need, I think. So that's the reason why this this comes up. Otherwise, it'd just be an average grade at a C because he it's good that he doesn't show up in the news, uh, but his, his stat line, his production line also doesn't show up very much. So it's uh, a good pick because it addresses need. It'll help fill the depth there at cornerback. Uh, but as far as a quality player, uh, I'm you know without seeing much tape, I'm not sure exactly what he brings and be able to give a more accurate grade at a later date. But I think a B minus just because it mostly addresses the need is, is a fair grade. All right, Nick, how about yourself? That's that's a good question. I think I'll stay in the B range because it was a position that I thought the Bears would address at some point in the draft. Uh, I guess just with not knowing much about him, we're watching the tape on the fly, kind of diagnosing what he's about, who he is as a person, uh, what he can bring to the table as the Bears. I'll give it a B. Um, like I said, it's a position that I thought would be drafted. It's a position that the Bears, I think, could have used more depth at and you know, Shelly could, you know, surprise us and be more than what we were initially thinking right now. So I'll give it a B for now. Yep. I'm actually actually at the same boat, guys. Again, I'm going to give it a B uh, because it's not like a, someone who fell and it's tremendous value. It actually is someone that, at least according to a few big boards, the Bears did quote unquote reach for. But again, I'm going to trust the evaluators here, trust the Bears scouting department, Ryan Pace, uh, Coach Pagano, uh, making this decision, uh, having conviction that this is someone who they want on their football team. There's a reason why they want him. He actually was another player uh, that didn't make a top 30 visit to the Bears, and all three of the Bears' picks so far have been players that made those visits. Obviously, they've done their homework. They know what they're getting here in Shelley, and I think from here, I don't, I don't understand why we wouldn't have any trust that this pick is one that has potential for panning out. Uh, and again, like you said, Nick, best case, he's on this team. He can find a way to make an impact or at least stay around for a couple of years to kind of uh, develop and transition to the NFL. All right. Well, it looks like we have about 12 picks left before the Bears, if not maybe 13, 14. Math is hard on the fly as I'm trying to peer over <laughs> to my TV. Uh, so I think the best would be to call a timeout, uh, regain, get some water, have another snack and come right back on live to finish round seven with back-to-back picks here. Well, not back-to-back, but close enough to stay on the stream for at least both of those picks. So I'm going to call that an episode. Thanks for everyone here who here watched live. Thanks for everyone who's listening to the podcast as well. We'll be back for one more uh, reaction and analysis episode here throughout the NFL Draft weekend. But until then, it's going to be a matter of probably like 30 minutes. But relax. And, of course, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.